Supernatural, The Crossroads, on Rain Man Digital. I am Michael Flores, your host, and in the studio with me today is Ryan Denton. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Yeah, so Thomas decided to be an asshole. Big asshole. A big, giant, fat, stretched out, gaping asshole is what Thomas decided to be. An asshole that had been just had a train run on it by seven, six, four black guys. Yeah, Mandingo motherfuckers. Yes. Just, just, he'll he'll never be the same. No. When he farts, it'll just sound like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for some reason, uh, Thomas decided to cancel, no joke, literally five minutes before... The show started, he was sick apparently and had no opportunity to, you know, with all the technology today, I'm like, fuck, dude, at least give us a smoke signal, brother. Come on. (laughs) He could have had his, you know, his his Amazon Alexa tell us. Yeah. I mean, we've been on break for what, six weeks roughly. And a lot of us are a little rusty. I know you and I have not been on the mic at all. At all. Not once. And I've been sick, so I may lose my voice. So that's part of the reason why I was a little annoyed when Thomas is all like, hey, bro. Hey, Can't bro. make it, bro. I just woke up. I've been medicated. Yeah. So I'm sucking on some tea right now, hoping to keep my voice. If I do lose my voice during the show, then that means you, Ryan, will have to do everything. So what he's saying. You will have it, to carry the yeah. entire show. So what he's saying is the show will end there yeah. and we will just be done. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> That's a <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about Supernatural Season 15, Episode 9, titled The Trap. Back from our last mid-season hiatus, I just don't know how I feel about that. But Mm -hmm. yes, our last mid-season hiatus, Sam and Eileen are kidnapped by Chuck, and he shares with Sam an inside look on what a future without God would look like. Castiel and Dean pick. Flowers in purgatory. Oh my God, Destio. Uh, so sweet. Uh, there was a long, a lot going on in this episode, a lot. But I feel luckily writer Robert Barons was able to pace out the episode in a way that everything flowed. Do I agree with everything that went down? No. However, as we said in the pre-show, I think for the most part, I'm going to set the tone right now, Ryan. 
it's going to be a, a fairly positive discussion. Yeah. Because the episode wasn't bad. No, it was. It honestly, it was, it was a good episode. I think. I think most of the stuff that we talked about in the pre-show was it was a little more nitpicky. Yeah. Um. It, it wasn't, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it was just stuff that we were maybe we didn't understand or we weren't we were a little confused by. That doesn't mean we didn't like it. So I think yeah, I think you're right. This is going to be mostly positive review, which I'm happy about. Yeah, because I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I sat down today to watch the episode and I was a little scared. I think we all are. And I, after our last discussion, you know, luckily we did not get the negative response I thought we would get. Yeah, we actually got a lot of support. People are saying, guys, excuse me, you guys are honest. Keep talking. I mean, because we're not being toxic. We're just being now. If we just got on the mic and start just shitting on the show, the show right. which th- the show doesn't make me feel that way. So that's no, never going to happen. I would if never do anything. That. I just get frustrated because I love this show so goddamn much. And I'm like, what are you doing? Quit squandering our last few episodes we have left. Yeah. Stop. 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 Basically, you know, tickling us a little bit and then punching us in the yeah. wrong. Like, yeah, give us a little bit of a tickle. <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. I don't know, uh, but I think you're right. I think this would be mostly positive. Yeah. I'm excited. Now, that being said, there are questions. Yes. And I mean, we're going to try our best to sort through some of these. Let's hit some highlights right now. Chuck's injury apparently was not healing because of Sam's hope. Which I actually liked that idea. I think wasn't that one of the things we were like, we were con- like, why is this not healing? Why is it not? Right. And I, I actually like that explanation. I do too. I feel like they could have worked towards that a bit more and really built up the whole idea of Sam's like true. Yes. Sam's always been the guy that's like, yes, let's do this. The ringleader of hope. And don't worry, Dean, don't, you know, this is what we do. We always come out on top. So it does make sense that it's him, but I, I don't understand the connection though. In that aspect, why hope that's the question I have. Why is it hope? That was keeping that sore from from healing and keeping Chuck depowered. Well, the the reason that the, so this is my head cannon. Okay, my head cannon on that is if it's Sam is hopeful that they can beat God by having that hope, it keeps him depowered where they do have a chance to beat him. And because Sam shot him with the gun, yes. a part of him is inside of Chuck, and that's his hope. Okay. Saying, "Hey, if yeah. I can stay hopeful, I can keep him depowered where we can beat him." So that, that, that whole aspect actually made a lot of sense to me. And I was like, okay, that actually is a cool thing because, you know, we were at first, we're like, well, how the fuck do you beat God? You know? Yeah. And Sam's hope was the only thing that was keeping them having a chance from doing it. So Uh, Chuck is a voyeur and (laughs) does not like to get his hands dirty, but he will snap someone to death, but won't stab. So he's a director. (laughs) He just stands there and says, you go do it. Yeah. Oh, he's Charles Manson. I thought that was kind of interesting. I actually um, like that, too. Yeah. Eileen and Sam were brought together by Chuck. Sam's visions were, in fact, other realities. This is something you and I and Thomas have yeah, gone it, on, on, on and on about. Some people on the net were assuming that they were what ifs. No, they were apps. But these are actually things that did already go down. Glimpses into other realities where Sam and Dean made the wrong decisions. Essentially. Mm -hmm. And I like that for a lot of reasons. Number one, and I believe we went into it in detail during a show, but I like that because it puts the emphasis and the importance on this Sam and Dean. There's a reason why this Sam and Dean never made those poor decisions. 
why mm-hmm. Sam was able to resist Lucifer, why Dean was able to resist the mark, why they never murdered each other. I mean, it puts so much more emphasis and the spotlight on in, in a cosmic sense, puts it on them, especially we never really had to worry about that in years past. But now that we know there are other Sam and Dean's running around, suddenly it, they lose their 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 awe-inspiring aspects of, of their personality and what they've been able to do because if other people are doing the exact same thing in other realities and other universes, suddenly it takes a bit away from these characters. But the fact that this Sam and Dean have never made those mistakes, right, right. it makes us realize that there's, there is, in fact, something special about these two gentlemen. Now, if Sam and Dean defeat Chuck, this is another idea that was presented in this episode. They will become vampires. That was one of the futures. I don't know if I like that. You have Sam and Dean, the two (laughs) biggest swinging dicks in the cosmos, right? And they're taken out by vamps. Well, so I I don't know if you caught it, but like Jody went after that same nest. Right. So then clearly she was she out or underestimated how many there were. So, look, I give Sam and Dean a lot of credit, but at some point, if there's more than what they can actually handle, it, they might get overtaken. Yeah, and also, to be fair as well, I mean, you do have the whole the idea that they're building towards, that was revealed towards the end of the episode, that without God, because again, these these were glimpses into the future if they won, if they defeated Chuck. And the whole right. point was like, the monsters would be un bearable they'd be coming out the woodwork because essentially what they were trying to say is that chuck is the barrier the barrier he's the balance you may not like me but it's nature i'm the one who keeps the darkness essentially at bay so we'll see what comes of that and dean and kaz have a (laughs) romantic rendezvous in purgatory and they find the blossom of a leviathan so is that like a word for like they fucked like they find the blossom of their leviathan sure yeah let's go with that i think that's what they should have done i think the shippers would be on board with that idea i think you made a lot of them erect right now oh my god or wet your leviathan blossom looks so good in the leviathan hey leviathan cgi not bad right no, looked good i was Holy gonna mention that shit. <laughs> it's like that's it was just the t- i think it was when eight the- years later yeah. they finally got it right Dude, it actually looked good. I was okay. The way the mouth opened. Yeah, I was, I was okay with it. Did you notice too the Leviathan skull on the ground? Yeah. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. There was a lot of cool things in the background in this episode. In fact, I paused the episode. I paused it when you had the overhead shot of the angel warding. Yeah. And you could see all the different uh, skeletons and the dead Leviathan. I thought that was cool. I, me being a lore whore, like I wanted to spend more time in that area. You just wanted to see it. Yeah, I wanted to see more. I wanted to find out why a blossom, you know, grows from the corpse of a so, Leviathan. So like, like, what's what the part, lore behind that? I'm just curious what part it grows out of. Like, their asshole. Is it is it, is it his bee hole? Like, yeah. that's the blossom. It's the pelvic region. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you look closely, if you rewind it, I go ahead and let all the other listeners know this as well. They should definitely do it. Rewind it. You'll notice that as they're picking the blossom, they go right into the pelvic area of the oh, corpse. Oh, wow. So it's it's your dong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That makes sense. So when I die, I'm going to have a, a, a pelvic blossom. Are, are you a Leviathan? Maybe. Okay. Don't worry about it. 
can I pick your blossom? Sure. Then? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, do you, are you trying to get the market cane? Um, I want to lock God away. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, All right. So let's get into this. This episode was directed by Robert Singer and written by Robert Barons, the two Roberts. And well, we have been on top of Robert Singer for the last couple of years. Yeah, we've been on, we've been in his shit. We have been giving him a lot of shit and deservedly. Like, I'm not going to take back what we've said. No, Robert Singer not. is a co-showrunner. And yet I feel he has been one of the weakest directors that we've been getting yep. over the last two or three seasons. And this has got to be his best directed episode in the last two or three years. I would Agreed? Agree. I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Synapses, Ryan. Please. All right. Chuck attempts to sever his connection to Sam. Meanwhile, Dean and Castiel journey to purgatory to find the final ingredient needed to trap God. That's actually a decent, that's a decent synopsis. You see, everything was just, was just okay this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Synapsis, directing, the writing. Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean. SDL trying to get inside Dean. The blossom inside that pelvic region. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have to, do you have to germinate the, you know, I what think we talked about this. With, though? Semen? I would think, yeah, some type of injection. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the overall writing was in fact, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, again, I have my issues, but overall, the writing I felt was mapped out great by Barons. And honestly, I wouldn't expect anything less from the man. Each act was appropriately paced, highs and lows yeah. at the right moments. I know you said during the pre-show you had some issues with the pacing. I think it was just you want to expand on that just a bit. Yeah. So it really wasn't so much the the way that the whole entire episode was paced. I just had a little difficult where the like the fast forwards were put in and what i mean by that is like it took you out a bit a little bit because i liked them Mm -hmm. i wish they would have been more like you ever seen the movie time machine with um oh god what's the guy pierce yes oh yeah i love that okay so remember the scenes where he fast forwards and accidentally fast forwards too far and you see that like everything change. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to seen these be more back to back and give us a story back to back to back to back. To back. Oh, okay. Instead of spread out, yeah. I think spreading out takes you out of the moment of, okay, obviously this is the future, but I would, if they would have done them back to back in a chronological order of like, okay, this happens and this happens and this, I think I would have been way more into it. Okay. That's uh, fair. So I think that was the only thing that I, I really just, and again, it, I'm just nitpicking. Uh, the scenes were cool. I liked them all. Um, I just think that by splitting them up a little too much, it, it took me out of it a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I thought they were they were cool, and I, I liked I, I liked the idea that they kept it very gray. Like they kept it very gray, as if is he telling him the truth or is he fucking with him? Yeah, and I still don't know. And I liked that. Yeah, and that's where I know we always say no exposition, no exposition, no yes. exposition. Quit telling us we're not a dumb audience. But then you have an episode like this that overall, yes, this individual episode was written out just fine. But there were moments that I found a little confusing and I'm not one to be confused by a TV show. Right. Uh, like the hope aspect. I, I had to rewind it a few times. I'm like, OK, so what just happened at the end? Did, and, and Chuck like stretched his arm out and you saw that little light where he was shot kind of go through his clothing. Right. And we're like, oh, so he's healed, right? Is that the whole thing? Like, I feel like they were taking a lot of jumps and it kind of, I don't want to say took me out. You know, it did. It took me out to where I had to think about what just happened. I'm like, okay, 
So you're healed. You're okay. Right. So it's hope. So th- th- that's my only, th- those were my biggest issues with this episode. There was a lot of things that we had to just figure out on our yeah. own. And guys, in comparison to like what we nitpicked last episode, these are just minute. Like, yeah. These are things that just, I think was a little confusing. Uh, in- and that's what I posted in our messenger. That's actually after yeah. I watched the episode, you just said you were confused. I said, there's a lot of confusing things that, and I had to sit back and as I was, as I was writing the notes, I'm like, okay. And I don't know if I was just being a dummy or if it just was confusing it at moments. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was, that's one thing I was hoping Thomas would, would uh, discuss from his oh, yeah. perspective, whether or not he was also a bit um, kind of. I wanted to ask you confused a question, about a question too. Yeah. So I know we've been kind of hit or miss with the way Chuck has been portrayed, mm-hmm. like being a bad guy. Yeah, I don't like it. Y- you didn't like it? I know. I, and Thomas and I actually talked about this this past weekend. On uh, Saturday, we met up for coffee. And I don't think you needed to change Chuck's entire demeanor and persona to make him a bad guy. It's like... Why now? Why now is he acting like a complete fucking asshole? He yeah. could, you could still have him be the the witty, sarcastic uh, kind of kind dude. of cowardly, like yeah. kind of shyish. The way he utters words and how he's kind of what's the word skittish? Skittish. Yeah, that's the word is, I'm looking for. Word. Yeah, like I feel like you could still make him be a bad guy and not completely change the person that we've seen over the past. Uh, what 10 I, years I see that I, see so. I, I think I, I'm okay with the way he was in this episode I think he was more like finite he, or like he seemed a little manic like yeah like is that the right description like he, I feel like he's up and down like one moment and yes. maybe that's what they're trying to do with him maybe that's what Robert Stinger wanted to do with him maybe they're trying to make him unpredictable one moment he's showing a bit of sincerity in his own weird uh, godlike arrogance, and then the next moment he's threatening in his tone. I will say this, even though it's a fucking roller coaster, I will say Rob Benedict is showing that that dude can act his ass off. He can, he can act because he goes from one fucking emotion to, to the next, like this at a, at a snap of the fingers. He's he's good, dude. He really is good. Yeah, and I'm sure as an actor, I'm sure he loves it. I'm sure he's reading the script like fuck yes. Well, we talk about it all the time yeah. too. Like these these guys want to play different versions of their characters. Absolutely. It, and I think you know we see that across the board on CW in general. So it, I, I was okay with the way he was in this episode. And what I mean by that, he felt a little bit more like Chuck. I felt like the last couple of times when he's been like brooding and kind of like scared, angry. It hasn't been entertaining. It's been weird. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, I felt like he was more Chuck and trying to level with Sam. Yeah. And it, like even the scene that he like flipped when Sam, you know, you know, I was kind of hoping Eileen would call him a pussy. You no, know, not went, on CW. Not, I, I would like, dude, that would have been the greatest time to call someone. Can, I would. I probably would have clapped. Yeah. <laughs> like and. You know, or or even but, ca- coward would have worked too. Yeah. Well, what did she say? Pathetic. Pathetic. I mean, yeah. it worked. I mean, you did have. They were kind of setting him up to be, you know, blasted by her because he <laughs> he made a fucking deaf joke, <laughs> and I didn't fucking laugh. <laughs> you you Cause laughed because we're, cause we're you such laughed. assholes. You when he's all like, "I needed my inside man. I needed my my eyes and ears." That he's all, "Well, well maybe eyes. just eyes." <laughs> 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 Uh, only us assholes probably yeah. laughed at that one. Um, 
No, I was I was okay with the way he was. I know that we were a little bit on his case the last couple episodes. But I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sold on it 100, but it doesn't ruin it for me. Like, I, okay, okay. I, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not. This isn't my show. So if that's the direction they're taking it, then that's fine. I don't think it ruins anything necessarily. But I, I always preferred the skittish. Yeah. Chuck and the I feel and I kinda, do feel like they could have kept doing that and still made him bad and still made him the bad guy and still kept him who I he was. It, I think it'd be more of an air quotes bad guy because is he really a air quotes like a bad yeah. guy? Well, that's that's what Thomas and I were talking about, Ryan, on Saturday. It was about the idea that what if they went back to the season 11 Chuck who was about to let the world be destroyed? If because, you remember. Yeah, because it is. And if you were to look at that from another perspective, you look I, like a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You yeah. were you were gonna bail on humanity and let it all be destroyed and start over again. If they would have taken Chuck more down that route as kind of, hey, I'm a coward, I'm skittish, I suck at what I do, I feel like it would have been more sincere to the character that we that we have. And well, I think Thomas's problem he continues to say over and over and over is the fact that they have to say Chuck is bad by showing us that he kills people now. Like, yeah. oh, you're really a bad guy because you just murder people for no reason now. Well, the thing that I got out of this episode was a very Matrix vibe. And what I mean by that is Chuck was showing him what happens without Chuck. He was giving them a like, so do you remove someone from the Matrix? And yeah, he, I, I do like that. I like that because, and I that was always the that was always the thing when it's you, almost like red pill. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yes, exactly. You, you're looking at it from that standpoint, and that was the cool thing about the Matrix was like, you know, what was it? Epoch wanted to get put back into the Matrix because, like, so I. It's yeah. interesting to me, like showing someone what could happen because you air quotes the bad guy are gone. Yeah, it's a it's smart. Yeah, I agree. And let's let's just get into that. Yeah. Um, Chuck and Sam's connection. Let's break this down a bit further. As I said, a little confusing about some. I was a little confused, a little unclear this week on a few things. But by the end of the episode and after I had talked and conversed with you guys, uh, we can definitively say that Chuck's connection with Sam was yes caused by the gunshot, right? Right. But it was exacerbated by Sam's lingering hope. Right. That's what caused it to be an irritant, caused the wound uh or didn't let the wound heal. And Chuck was aware of this, obviously, and his plan was to break Sam's hope for more than just one reason as you were getting into yes it's going to heal his wound apparently but also how do you defeat people like Sam and Dean because that was a moment that I really liked in the episode mm-hmm. is when you know Chuck looked at Sam like why are you being like this yeah why are why you do doing you have this? this yeah why do you have this hope what do you say defiant yes. you're being even more defiant and in order to defeat characters or people, I should say, like Sam and Dean, you have to go after the the only thing they really have is that hope. And you take it away. And I will applaud Barons and Dab for not going the easy route because I yeah. assumed this was all going to lead to, yes, the destruction of Sam's hope. But I thought they were going to go the easy route by killing Eileen. I thought so, too, because that would destroy Sam's hope. That's his bit of happiness right now. But I like that they thought it out and they used it 
in a very different way because when you look at the whole Eileen and Sam romance, talk about hopelessness again. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they were put together by Chuck, that they not even they not even it. their own falling in love was their doing. Mark. Talk about not having any type of control over your life at all. And this is something that when you think about it, this is the thing that was tied very closely to Sam's hope. Yep. It was this idea that he has a new person at his side. He has a, a new partner is not just his brother. Now he can have a, a love with him. He right. can have a relationship in this lifestyle. That's something that probably gave him a lot of hope, having someone that he could share his life with intimately while also fighting the good fight. And now suddenly you find out that this was something that was not natural. It was forced and crafted by your very, by the very villain that wants to destroy you. I think the other thing that really cemented that too, Mike was the fact that he made Eileen be the one to air quotes, take away the hope. Yes. And I yeah. think that was, I think that was even more. Di- Cause I thought, I thought you, I thought you, what you thought too, I thought they were going to take the low hanging fruit and have her kill herself. Because when he when he lifted her out of the chair and her arm was out and he's got the scalp, I'm like, oh, he's going to slit her wrists. Like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought he's going to kill her right in front of Sam. And yeah. But no, he gave her the scalpel and then made her be the one to actually, air quotes, excavate the hope right out, right out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I um I did like that part quite a bit. There could have, like I said, I'm just, I was fucking thankful that they didn't go the easy route of just simply killing Eileen. And the whole idea that in order for Chuck to defeat them, they had he had to break Sam's hope. That's that yeah. is the strength of this episode, yep. which is a big deal because as I said earlier in the show, Sam has always been that pillar of hope, the one that always stands firm, the support of the group for both Dean and mm-hmm. Kaz. Especially the last five years. The last five years, Sam has been the one that, you know, we've seen him lead all the hunters we've seen him be the yeah, one that, over the last four or five years yes yeah. yep absolutely he, he's had he's been the one that's been the rock yeah or you know we've seen dean's emotions just be all over the place right and and sam's the one that stayed true to who sam is especially too and it's it's interesting when we sit here and talk about sam in general like he was the one that was slated to be lucifer and he's the one that's come full yeah circle and is the one that has the most hope. So the fact that they used that and they played against that on the reason why the wound didn't heal and his connection with Chuck is brilliant. Honestly, it's brilliant. I think, I, I think we were, we were all kind of like, why is this thing not healing? Like, what is the reason? Yeah. And I think with being, it being the hope was probably was, I don't couldn't think of anything better than that yeah. personally. Well, and I liked this aspect because with the whole Eileen and Sam aspect, um, yeah. because as I said, the asp- the idea of Eileen and him being together, right? it might have given you know hope to Sam, the idea that you could still fall in love, as I said, mm-hmm. and have a margin of happiness during a war with God. But to find out in the end that even that bit of happiness was nothing more than Chuck effing with you again. Right. I mean, it makes perfect sense to completely just destroy Sam. That, that the last thing that was giving him that little bit of hope, he had lost his mother. 
but then he had that win. And we had talked about that at the top of the show, at the top of the season when um, was it episode four episode earlier in the season, I should say episode mm-hmm. four, right. whenever Eileen was brought back, like, well, this is that win that Sam needed because of all the, just the boom, boom, the sequential amount of, of, lo- of loss that was just mounting up over the last, what, 10, 12 episodes, the death of Mary, the death of Jack, right. the reveal that Chuck is evil. And we already know Sam's connection to God ever since what season two, when they started questioning uh, whether or not there was a God. Well, do you remember if there's demons and there's angels, wouldn't that also mean there's a God Dean? Do you remember that whole conversation? I remember that. Yeah. And it meant something to Sam, even in season four, when it was revealed, you know, via Castiel, that angels were a thing. Do you remember Sam's face? Like, wait a second. Angels are real. There was this sense of like faith and hope all coming forward. I mean, it's always been about Sam. So to find out that God is the fucking bad guy and then you are just you're talk about just destroying all sense of faith and hope. And then you have Eileen. Finally, you have that win. And guess what? She was just a tool. Yep, Just just used to to fuck with you. I, I think I don't know, man. It. It's so diabolical in a good way, like to take away, to use Eileen in that aspect. It's like, it's the ultimate, like, fuck with you. Yeah. And now I'm, I know we were kind of, we were kind of iffy about the whole Eileen and Sam thing because we were hoping that like, we're not fan. We're not let we've said this. We don't like fan service. It, no, now if it's, if it's fan service bec- and there's substance behind it and you can make it work that way to where it really does something for your story and you're, and you're not just trying to cheat the audience by getting, you know, low hanging fruit applause, then okay. And that's something that we were afraid that, they were doing with Eileen and Sam, but now that they have directly connected it to Sam's hope and, and moving forward into a season of what 11 episodes left. And Sam is just in a very bleak situation to where they don't even know what they're going to do now. I mean, they literally have no fucking plan. They can't do anything, especially again with the reveal that if you put away God, uh, you lose the balance and then monsters are going to take over. But let's get into that. Let's let's look at the validity of actually Sam believing Chuck, okay? And whether or not we could buy this, logically, I should say. Because now knowing that Sam needed to lose his hope in order for Chuck to heal, wouldn't you not trust Chuck that much more when it comes to the future he was showed? Well, here, here's the other thing that I was thinking as well. How long did we, you know, in the first part of Supernatural... God's gone. God's disappeared. So if God's disappeared, isn't that the same thing as being gone in general? Like wouldn't the monsters have overrun the world if he's air quotes gone? So that's the only, that's the thing that really confuses me is that, and I really think he is, I think he's fucking with Sam. I don't think any of that was real. I don't think it is either. Because, but but that's why, I mean, can we believe, and this is why it was a very hard pill for me to swallow. They have been through it. Mm-hmm. They have been through it. We have seen them. I think we, I don't know. Did we talk about this during the pre-show about all the instances where they have lost hope? Yes. 
it's been so bleak moments in season four moments in season five moments in season seven when Bobby was killed um the mark of Cain and the trials I'm talking just tear jerking hopelessness but why now What's different? It, do you think it's the God angle that really pushes the envelope for Sam to just completely lose that and then not only lose it completely, but also succumb and almost give up and believe the very person who is effing with you? Do you f- I, me personally, I find that hard to swallow. I, yeah, it, I just I, I find it hard. I mean, if it works for you, that's fine. I mean, I'm not saying anything no, bad about I, it. It's just with everything we've seen them go through and knowing what Chuck is capable of doing, like why now is Sam going to, okay, well, he everything he's showing me is true unless he didn't want to gamble. And that could be also the thing. Hey, listen, that, yeah, I that, can't he, take the chance that, that he might be right, that you might be right. Yeah. And if that's the, if that's the case, then I do swallow it. So it, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate yeah, here. I, yeah, no, I think I think for me, I have a hard time looking at it and going, okay, we've seen we've seen Chuck be kind of sneaky and lie and and be borderline the trickster. I mean, like yeah. he's been the same kind of character, and I have a hard time believing that because let me ask, if someone wanted to lock you away, Mike, and you had the power. To show them the future. My mom used to lock me away. <laughs> Under the stairs doesn't yeah. count. Um, I was like uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> except you weren't a wizard. Um, I had so, a magic wand between my legs, though. I'm sure that you count? did. Well, I'm hey. sure it didn't have dragon's bone in it. But um, it's Betty Cummins. It's Betty Cummins. <laughs> You're going to Cummins? It's Betty Cummins. <laughs> oh, is that where you shoot a rope out of the end of it? Yeah, a long, stringy one. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I pull a rabbit out of the hat, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, is that a magician? That's not a wizard, that's, right? That's a, yeah, that's yeah, a magic. I'm getting my magic confused. It's yeah. all right. So, if someone wanted to lock you up and you had the power to show them, you know, whatever you wanted to I'm show Mexican. them. I'm Mexican. The white man always wants to lock me up every <laughs> no, day. We, we just want to lock you behind a wall. Um, I, I think that <laughs> I think that you would show him whatever you needed to show him to 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 get him to not want to do that anymore. So, I have a hard time looking at someone who's all powerful like Chuck. Yeah, and saying that everything he showed Sam was true. Do I think some of it might be true to an extent? Sure, but I just don't think, I think it's there's to that a version. Yeah. I think there's a version of. I just don't think it's to that extreme, and I think. Well, when you think about the fact that they don't really have free will, right? Right now, right. Okay, let's just say that. Let's just say, even though I I feel like in the end it's going to be revealed that they do in fact have free will. Um. Chuck can't get a handle on them. I think that is a given. Right. I, I, even more so the fact that he can't see them now with that injury. The fact that he even told Sam, why are you being so defiant? That isn't a man that has complete control over you. That, that is even a man who wants you to play within his, within his story, that you're making his story difficult because you're not playing along. When he said, why are you being so defiant to me? He was showing his cards for a for a very brief second. Yeah. There's a reason why he can't control them. It's more than just not wanting to uh, end their story. 
or the fact that he's or they are their favorite versions or they are his favorite versions of Sam and Dean and that he loves to play with them. They're, they're his favorite. Yeah, their favorite toys. Yeah. When he said that, there were some like I felt like he accidentally revealed too much. A man who can control everything and knows that you don't have free will. Does he really act that way? Does he say, why are you being defiant? Mm-hmm. He's sure jumping through a lot of hoops. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot of who's, I think he, I think you're right. I think he showed a little bit of his hand. He, he I think he's, he's being smooth, but a I, smooth criminal, <laughs> oh, no. but I think he also is a little still scared a little. Yeah. And that's why he's going through these, these, like you said, the, these paces, there's things that are out of his control with the, th- the thing with Jack, obviously we got to go as we saw at the end of the episode, um, the whole thing with Jack, that's, I think, is what really threw him a curveball. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're going to get back to that and we're going to find out why he was so adamant uh, to have Dean and Sam kill Jack. But it feels to me like he is completely losing control. And I'm hoping it's revealed soon. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Because. If they reveal that, that there is something going on, that it is, in fact, Sam and Dean at the the center of all of this, that there's something about them that he can't control. And that's why he's paranoid, especially with the appearance of Jack, uh, you know, this Nephilim from another person who refused to fall in line. His son, the first fallen Lucifer, there's got to be they've got to reveal that they've got to reveal why this is a thing. And then it would fix many of the issues we've had over the past, I don't know, 15, 16 episodes or so, when suddenly we now understand that they're an enigma to him. He can't figure out why the cosmos has allowed Sam and Dean to do as they wish, and he cannot truly and fully control them. So I'm hoping that's the case. I really do. And I usually don't put my own writing wants on a discussion yeah. but I feel like at this point in the game well, being 11 yeah. episodes in there are things that need to fucking happen yeah I, I, it, I, at this point I don't think we can knock ourselves for throwing like what we want to happen into the mix because dude this is it right this is the fucking end of the show yeah. so like you better you, you obviously we got a we got a good episode we got this was a good episode yeah so Eileen hits the road and that needed to happen for now, right? She needs to be put on the back burner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because we need to focus on Sam Dean Castiel for the final season. And yeah, listen, I like Eileen and I actually ended up liking w- what they did with her too. With the, again, Agreed. being the whole aspect of hope for Sam. Um, but yeah, I think for now, let her take a walk. And it actually makes sense. The fact that she needs to find out if she is controlling her life. You know, so it works. And I will say this as well. We have been pretty hard on the whole relationship between Eileen and Sam in the, in the fact or in the way that it's not hasn't been like believable. Like it almost feels like an older brother, younger sister. Like it it was a fan service thing and it was clearly fan service. And I will say that in this episode, when they kissed each other goodbye, I was like, thank you. It looked like they had a romantic relationship. She should have just like just dropped down and got her eagle on right there. Just Jesus. Like just give it to me once. Yeah. You got you can't like you can't leave like that and not just hit it one time. I know. I would have said it just really fast. 
Yeah, just bend over the, the table. This is my idea. I'm going to show you my mental letters. I penetrated Chuck, it's, and it's, now I'm going to penetrate you. It's D-I-C-K. And leave a part of me inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be in your head. Here's my hope. Here's my hope. It's going to be right inside you. <laughs> in the form of a baby Winchester. <laughs> oh, That's the last great hope right there. <laughs> It'll be, uh, the, what do you name it? What, what's their what's their ship name? What do we we came up with a ship name? For um, them. Samlene. Samlene, yeah. Samlene, I think is what it was. Yeah. All right. So the rendezvous in purgatory. Uh, this is where I have okay, some problems. I, I, yes. So um, I, can I just? I, I want to go right off the bat. Do you okay. know what I'm going to say? No, but I. Okay, I, go I, go. I, so the thing that I really had a problem with here, okay, wasn't actually. Sam or wasn't actually Dean and, oh, and, and I know Cass. what you're going to say. Yeah. I can't fucking stand that. They basically expositioned that <laughs> Benny was dead. I am so upset about that. And the reason being is, and you made a great point, Mike, before we, we even did the pre-show, you brought that motherfucker in for a scene already. Yeah. And you couldn't get him to be in this episode. You used an exposition. Oh, he's been dead for years. That's it. That's it. That's it. A character that we had been wondering what the fuck has happened to him in purgatory because he sacrificed himself for Dean. And and, and I didn't know people can die in purgatory. So where do you go? You're dead, dead. You know, you go to purgatory too. I, dude, I'm so upset about this. The dab comes up with, hey, excuse me. Uh, You got to explain this. When you die in purgatory, you go to purgatory too. (laughs) And if you die in purgatory too, you go to purgatory too. And so on a sofa. Until you hit 69. <laughs> like it doesn't, dude, it's it's a shitty, it is absolutely shitty to take a character yeah. that had that had a really big reason for going to purgatory. I understand your problems with it. However, uh, at the same time, there's so much going on. I know, but you could have just had him there to help. No, I agree, especially because he was in like a 30-second scene at the beginning of the season. Right? I do I do feel your pain. He, he I get it. He should have been there to help yeah. uh, Cass and Dean and not be able to leave. Okay, but ultimately, I think this is my problem including the the Benny thing. I think all of it plays into the exact same issue that I have, Ryan. And it's that the rendezvous in purgatory meant absolutely nothing. It didn't it, it, mean it, it, anything. Yeah, it, at the end, it didn't now, mean. I'm hoping it does. And again, we said this a few weeks back. There's only so many more times we can say, I hope this means something in the next few episodes, because eventually we're going to be at the end and they were, we're going to be left saying, well, they never actually did anything with it. And we are left with just a bunch of nothingness. And I feel like that's the case with the whole. I feel like that's what's going to happen with the whole pur- purgatory scenario. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping they don't. OK, because it was very strange. And this is the part where I said I felt just confused and just OK, like lost. Like, what the fuck just happened? So Kaz is taken. Mm-hmm. Okay. After they f- we find out and it's revealed that Eve is alive, right? Okay, and she wants Kaz to pay comeuppance mm. because of what he did. Which okay, I'm all I'm fine with that. Right. I was actually pretty happy. We've actually discussed this, I believe, on Patreon shows. Yes. What happened to Eve? Did, if she dies, does she go to purgatory? That would make sense, right? Since right. she had died, since she died above ground. Wouldn't she just go to purgatory? Right, right. So that actually makes sense. And I'm pretty cool with that. But what happened 
what did we not see and was it purposely done why we completely missed the entire thing yes was there some type of deal made and the only reason why i bring this up is because barons and company made it a point to show what would happen if god was put on ice the balance would shift and monsters would monsters would dominate earth without chuck so what if they do make a deal with eve Hey, don't override Earth. Is that the reason why Eve was revealed to be alive this week? Let's say we nothing happened for whatever reason, because it was just schlocky and poorly edited together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. let's say nothing happened. Let's say he did, in fact, escape. Maybe the entire point was to let the audience know Eve's alive. There has to be a fucking point. Number one. Yes. Okay. There has to be a reason why you say Eve is alive. Why would you tell us that unless it was just for shits and like it can't be for shits and giggles. Will she play a part in the end when it comes to the final solution to defeating God? What if the reason she got what if the reason that Cass got away was Eve? Because she knew like there's got to be something. There's got to be a connection or Purgatory would just be one big narrative bust for this episode. It's a big waste of time. There is no point. Except because the the only thing that would. The blossom wasn't used. The only thing that would. Dean admitting that he was wrong. Yes. Do we really want to take 25 minutes from an episode into Purgatory, build it up so that we can have Dean and Castiel finally have a moment where they can talk? Wasn't only for the prayer scene. Is that the only reason why we went to purgatory? Because if it was, that is, that is shit. It's booty. It's booty. And it. It's more because if it doesn't turn into something more, it goes right back to one of our ongoing problems with dab. You are just wasting time because you don't know how to tell us a complete story, a full story in an episode. So you waste time. He, he, he uses it as filler in the middle of the episode and snapping yeah. open purgatory and giving him the spell. If that doesn't amount to something, it's, 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 it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of time. Ugh. It's 20 minutes of the episode for nothing. Yeah. Okay. So last question here. Couldn't the darkness Amara, be the replacement for Chuck? Couldn't okay. she be the balance so if that, Chuck was put away in prison? Yes. So let, let me let me say this is why I think that this is a really cool theory. Is that let's let's look at what Chuck has done. Okay. Chuck only knows people from writing them, right? He right. doesn't really know people. What was Amara doing the last time we saw her? Getting a massage. With people. And right. spending time with actual human beings. Seemed to be like like she's getting an appreciation. Yes. Right? A way different character than what we saw. She was naive, right? The last time we saw what when we saw her like fully powered up. She didn't know how people were. All she was sexy and angry. <laughs> she was like Castiel when we first saw Castiel. Now she has an appreciation of the human being and the human race because she's spending time with them. So why couldn't she, like you said, be the balance and be a better ruler than Chuck because she understands the human race? Yeah. I think it would be such a very, very cool way. Or maybe even not wanting to be, let's say, God, but at least, hey, I will be here. I'll be that balance. 
I think it'd be. But a I really, don't want that managerial bullshit. I think, yeah, I think it'd be a really cool 180 for a character that we weren't sure what was going to happen with her. And I well, think, if you brought her in at the beginning of the season, she also has to play a part, right? You would at think. the end, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. All right, so get more crossroads with the crossroads video cast here. Pledge ten dollars or more a month and gain access to our crossroads premium library of shows premium guys with thousands and i'm not joking thousands of hours of additional reviews discussions and breakdowns so head over to patreon.com slash rainman digital to pledge keep us on the air through 2020 the only way we can keep doing these shows and once the season ends we're going to continue to push up those red push out those retro perspective discussions and uh, a whole other slew of additional shows and ideas. Yeah, I think we're going to push some out of the box ideas too, guys. So we're we're working we're working yeah. on stuff that actually is going to be. We little... can't let Supernatural go. Come on, no, we can't. We need to be on the air for you know when the show comes back in two years. <laughs> we all know it's going to happen. Or the movie. Yeah, or the movie. Or they do a movie. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that last bit. The very. Last what seconds? Literally, literally last seconds. So we've been talking all season. Where is Jack? Where is Billy? Billy, Billy, yeah, Billy. <laughs> so very what? last moment, Billy pops up behind Jack, who's apparently just been looking around for I don't know months, just staring at the yeah, like figuring out his surroundings. Did it look like he was lost still? I'm like, dude, how long have he you been like, there? You, are you just like, are you literally just standing, staring in darkness? So Billy pops up behind him and says, it's time. What's, what's going to happen? Do you have a theory? So, so obviously we see, you know, we see that they're in the darkness, right? They're right. There. So, so we know that's a thing. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. Clearly we knew Jack had to come back at some point, but, but Why? What is he coming back for unless they're going to groom him to be God? Yeah. They're, they're, like I said, this episode brought a lot of questions. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm getting a little nervous just because, you know, we were almost halfway through and there's a lot of questions without a lot of setup. We haven't really had a full setup yet. We had right. thought we did. But they kind of reset the board again. So we'll see what happens. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they do with Billy and Jack for sure. Well, yeah, and I, we kind of, I kind of miss Jack. Oh, dude, I, right? The moment he popped up on screen, I'm like, like, oh, finally. Yeah, dude, and I fuck. said, that's what we've been missing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's just move into final thoughts. Okay. You want to start? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, obviously, clearly, I think we both... We really we like this episode. Obviously, I think the things that we we went off of, obviously, some of the nitpicking on on certain things, and and that's just it wouldn't be an episode if if we didn't have some things that we would have changed. But this episode overall was really good. Um, I enjoyed the the way they're using Chuck and the way that they used Sam and Eileen in this episode. I'm not a big Sam and Eileen fan, but I actually, it actually felt genuine in this episode. I felt like Sam. And that's what's important. And that's right? what's yeah. important, right? I, I don't have to be a fan of it, but if it seems genuine. If there's chemistry and yes. I, and I, I agree. Yeah. 
So I'm okay. I was okay with that. I also like, so I'm a big, big time fan of when everything starts to come together. And what I mean by that is like breadcrumbs were placed earlier. You know, I really liked where, um, Chuck said, Oh, you know, place one spell here. And it shoot a, showed a flashback of the spell dropping out of the book. Right. I'm a big fan of that. Like, I don't know why I like that shit, mm-hmm. but I really do like how he was the one that placed all the breadcrumbs to lead uh, Sam right into being with Eileen, which is diabolical. I mean, think about like, yeah, it's, fucked. it's fucked up. It's, it's absolutely fucked up. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about purgatory. I think we have to, yeah. there has to be some kind of like reason why it be a, a pay they off. didn't show it. Yeah. They didn't show off. us that. Um, yeah. or, or it was a waste of time. I mean, don't get me wrong. We couldn't, Jen, we could have just been in there for that prayer. No, right. I mean, gents, don't get me wrong. That prayer. Yeah. It was good. It was good. But was, do we do we actually no, can't be the take only a detour like that for that? You could no. have done that anywhere. Yeah. No. Uh, so I, I really liked the aspect to I know we were really kind of trying to figure out why the wounds weren't healing. And the fact that it was Sam's hope was probably my favorite part of this episode. Poetic. It was very poetic. It, they used his hope that we've seen him grow over the last five years and crushed it right in front of us. And I it was it was so hard to watch because Sam in the last, like I said, four or five years has really grown to be like the one that's level headed and like pushes towards things that don't, they don't seem possible, but he has the hope that it will work out. And I think watching him get that crushed was heartbreaking. And like you said, very poetic. Um, So I really like this episode. I think it's in the last couple of years, it might be one of our better mid season premieres. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give this one. I'm not going to go crazy on this one. I mean, there were some things that I didn't like and I nitpicked a little bit, but I'm going to give this like an 85. Okay. I was really into it. I probably could go a little higher, um, but I'm going to stick with an 85. I want to be safe. Now, I will say this. If there is a reason why in purgatory, it goes up. Okay. So if I will revisit my score if down the road we get like a flashback and this is how Cass escaped um, kind of thing, then my score goes up. But I'm going to stick with an 85. So, but I I really like this episode. All right, I'm probably going to be a little less loving towards this in terms of grade, yeah, in terms of percentage. Okay. But it seems like your reasoning is pretty much on par with mine. Uh, the episode overall, as I said, was fine. Uh, there was nothing wrong with the immediate writing of the episode, but looking at the overall story for the season, because we have to, we have to do that. And moving into the second half of the season, I, I'm left wondering why the board was just reset again. When yeah. you think about yeah. it, it mm-hmm. was reset again. The little bit of myth arc we have been given this season was kind of just undone. Yeah. None of the planning, locking God away, Adam out on the loose. I mean, does it really resonate? Does it really matter anymore? I mean, Adam possibly, but everything else that we've been working towards, the fact that they needed to have a plan and Sam and Dean finding out and repeating three times that they can fight God, that God is weak. Now, all of a sudden, that doesn't mean anything. So it kind of makes me nervous that possibly the last nine episodes are now just kind of tossed away mm-hmm. and now moving into the final episodes. We're like, okay, well, none of that really mattered. I'm hoping that's not the case, but that's kind of what it felt like. Um, looking back at the previous nine, nine episodes, as I was saying in retrospect, I feel like the first half of the season was less about 
finding a plan to stop Chuck, but more about destroying Sam's hope. Right. And that's okay. Uh, It seems very elaborate and a bit of a waste of time when it could have been done by simply showing Sam the future from the beginning. Let's say episode four. It presents those questions of logic, though, as we have talked about numerous times now throughout the last couple of seasons, writing logic, mm-hmm. it, it litters Dab's run as showrunner. It's like, why would you do that? And then that's not us imposing our writing ideas and our story ideas on the way we review these episodes. It's truly a, a, log- a question of logic. Like, why would you do that as a writer? That does not really compute. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a lot of, you know, pizzazz for no reason. So I give the episode a 73%. Okay. Um, not that far off. No, no, no. Uh, 73%. And listen, if they go back to the purgatory stuff and the Eve situation matters, Mm -hmm. then guess what? I will retrretrospectively bring this grade up to a 90. Yeah, I think that's because it's not bad. It's just there's those things with purgatory. It just really bothered me. What did we miss? Why did we not see Castiel escape? Why the inclusion of Eve? Mm -hmm. Why were we in purgatory? There has to be more. Yes. So on that note, this does conclude this week's discussion on Supernatural Season 15, Episode 9, The Trap. I want to thank everybody for listening and please be sure to head over to our Patreon discussions as well. Patreon.com slash Digital. And yes, you can pledge $10 or more for our video cast. You can also pledge anywhere from $1 to $10 and get additional shows here and there. All right. Yes. I feel like we didn't make that joke. I know. That's that's bad. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.